Young half, the best. They know it. Uh, how you want it? Glizzy gang weird, give a nigga a whole hundred. Tough. They ain't none. Gonna ask him how we had their whole hood running. Yeah, big Glizzy. Might catch me down Georgetown with a whole fit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 285 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter, and if you do me a favor, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. So we're pretty much halfway through the season, and of course, we're going to break down what we saw week seven uh, of the NFL season. I'm also going to talk about my five biggest surprises and five biggest disappointments. There's a lot of trends going on in the NBA right now. A lot of hot teams, a lot of teams that aren't that hot. And I'm gonna I'm gonna decide if this is a trend or if this is here to stay. It's early in the season, but I just felt like doing it. And of course, we're gonna talk about the World Series. We're gonna talk about the Astros and the Phillies. But let's start with Week Seven. Let's start with what we saw on the field in Week Seven. And let's start with the Ravens beating the Browns. <clears throat> now, yes, the Ravens won. Yes. They they won the way that they usually run, you know, running the football and dominating the line of scrimmage as far as defense and offense. But I'm starting to get I'm starting to get very concerned about the Ravens. And when I'm when I say concern, I have them as one as a potential team that could find themselves in the in the AFC championship. With Lamar Jackson playing well and and the defense, especially the people on the defense, the run game. But this is yet another game where the Ravens almost, well, they have a tendency of blowing fourth quarter leads. And this was yet another game where they were close as hell to blowing a fourth quarter lead. The only reason why they did, honestly, is because the Brown or the Browns got a field goal kicked. I mean, field goal blocked. The biggest, the problem that I have with this, and 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 why I feel so bad about and, and feel so concerned, is because the Ravens' defense is still the Ravens' defense. They still. They still give up. They're not the best. Let's be real with you, especially in the fourth quarter. They just break down. I don't know if it's just because they're tired, but they give up big, big plays, big yards. They were, they there were a couple times where they they dominate the line of scrimmage as far as the run game. But towards the end of the game, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt was just running up and down the field. And the thing that's concerning me is one thing that you really, with this being a quote unquote contract year for Lamar Jackson. He has not elevated his team in the second half. In the first half, he looks like a world beater. He looks like arguably the best or one of he's clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he looks like he he just elevate. He comes out the gate firing and towards the game or, you know, as the game goes on, it's just the production goes down. And in the second half and especially the fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson has not been able to elevate his team. And, you know, costly turnovers or or poor, poor passes at the end of the, you know, in the fourth quarter. It just this is going to have to get rectified. Now, yes, Lamar Jackson did have a big run uh, at the end of this game that pretty much sealed it for them. But if the Browns were a better team, they the Ravens would have lost this game. The Browns, the Browns at this point. Their their season's on the line. They're two and five. And while I you thought that they could keep afloat with until Deshaun Watson gets back, they have not been good in the slightest. Their defense hasn't been good, even with some of the big names that they're ha- that they have. And of course, Jacoby Brissett reminds us yet again why he is a, he is a backup and not a starter. It it was a it was a good win for the Ravens because I mean they're still they're tied with first in the AFC North, but it, it this is it's concerning because again the Ravens 
honestly could be could be six and one, bro, and and they're not, and that is because they're unable to to keep leads. So, and again, if the if the Browns were better, they probably would have lost again. But again, congratulations to the Ravens for being the Browns, twenty three to twenty. Uh so when we talk about hmm, how do I how do I address this? Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are dealing with the same thing, just two completely different ways. And I'm and I'm explaining because it, it kind of sounds weird. I'm explaining. So the Panthers beat the Buccaneers 21 to 3. This entire season, Tom Brady has not looked good. Tom and I've said this. Now, yeah, he he has some some passes and everything, but Tom Brady looks old. That's just that's Tom Brady looks old. And this team, which the Buccaneers especially the offense is built around Tom Brady. You have Chris Godwin, you have Mike Evans, they got Julio Jones, they got Leonard Fournette. But I told you coming into the season that lose not having Gronk and their offensive line just being in shambles is going to be play a huge part, especially when your quarterback is not looking the best. And it's not Trust me, a lot of this is because of what's going on with, you know, what's going on with the Bucks. But a lot of it is Tom Brady or what's going on with the line and stuff. But the Tom Brown Brady has not looked good in the slightest. And it's not it's 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 like a trickle down effect. Tom Brady hasn't looked good. The offensive line hasn't looked good. The wide receivers really haven't looked good. I mean, Chris Godwin hasn't looked right since coming back from the injury. I completely forgot Julio Jones on this team until I was like, I haven't seen Julio Jones do anything except uh, except against what game one against the Cowboys. Leonard Fournette, they they haven't really been able to run the ball. And then the defense has just been getting shredded. And that's that's where I think the problem is. And that's why I kind of I mean, I don't think he's going to get fired or anything, but that's why. That's one of the biggest concerns I have with Todd Bowles keeping his job. Again, I don't I don't think he's going to get fired after one year. But Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded coach. And the defense has been terrible. The def- And you have some big names. Levante, you know, Devin White. Uh, Dev- Levante David. Uh, what's his name? Via Vey. Like, you have some good pieces. Shaq Barrett. And the defense has been guard, like god-awful. So... A lot of this is a trickle down effect. Tom Brady not being good, and everybody else not. Be, and and it, it just, I mean, Mike Evans, he did drop a big pass, but that was in the beginning of the game. Now you can say that that kind of carried them throughout the game, and and they just couldn't get right. But when you're playing a team in the Panthers that a is playing their third string quarterback, b just traded their best player in Christian McCaffrey and their one of their best wide receivers in Robbie Anderson and see a, missing a lot of defensive people. And you can't even put up a touchdown. That's very concerning. And then on top of that, let's go over to let's go over to Green Bay and the Commanders. So the Commanders beat Green Bay 23 to 21 and When I said that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are dealing with the same thing, just different, just differently. One thing that we know about greatness, and I talked about this last episode, is there are times when you have to be, uh, when you have to elevate others. That is, that's kind of a, uh, of how you can determine who is great and who is not. Now, I'm not here saying that Aaron Rodgers is not great. But like I said last episode, 
there are some people that can lead and can can develop and can grow other people. There's some people that don't want to do that. As great as he is, and I talked about this last episode, as great as he is, LeBron James is not a person that wants to just be a teacher. He's all about winning championships now, so he wants to build a championship. He always wants a championship team around him. He's not really for the whole let me teach him and let me build him. Like he's going to teach you on the team, but he doesn't want to do that much teaching. He wants to win a championship. Aaron Rodgers, and I said this, I said this last episode, and I mean it more now than ever. Aaron Rodgers is not the right guy for this Green Bay team. Now, I know that sounds blasphemous. I know it does, but hear me out. This Green Bay team needs somebody that can take the, the you know the, the 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 wide receivers under their wing and 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 take the young players under their wing and build them up and and have patience with them. That is not Aaron Rodgers in the slightest. And it's not it's it's When you look at when you when you look at what what we saw Sunday, Washington doesn't have a good secondary in this at all. And the wide receivers still couldn't create separation. When they did create create separation, they dropped the ball. I think they had I think they have like ten drops through ten drops. Ten. And on top of that, I don't know why they keep going away from well, the offensive line hasn't been that good, but they keep going away from the run game, even though you have Aaron Jones and, and who is one of the best running backs in the league. And then the defense has it's just it's this, the concern isn't the fact of these wide receivers are young, even though that is a huge concern. The concern is the things that are supposed to be cemented are not for this team, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Kind of like uh, the, the the Buccaneers. Green Bay lost to a, a, a second-string quarterback in t- Taylor Heineke. They lost to a team that has been struggling offensively, and, st- and they t- Taylor Heineke threw a pick six, bro. And still lost the game. I, I just. A lot of people had Green Bay, including myself, I think. Had Green Bay at least representing the NFC in the champion in the Super Bowl. That don't seem like it's happening. And a lot of people had the Bron- Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. That definitely don't seem like it's happening. But shouts out to the Panthers and shouts out to the Commanders for winning on Sunday against the Buccaneers and Green Bay. I don't I don't think I don't think that I think it's late in the season. I know it was only week 7, but I think it's late in the season to really expect major changes from these from the Bucks and from Green Bay. Uh you are hearing, you know, Green Bay is trying to push hard to get a maybe a, a, a Chase Claypool, maybe a Judy Brandon Cooks. They they need a number one receiver. Alan Lazard is not it. Romeo Dobbs is not it. That's just how it is. And that could help the offense a lot, but also when you have teams like like a, a lot of young teams. Coaching is important, and that's why I question Matt LaFleur's coaching. It's easy to coach LeBron. I'm not going to say easy. I'm going to say easy. It's easy to coach LeBron. When you have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, it's easy, even though they're not that good. Uh, let me, let me, it's easy to coach LeBron. It's easy to coach Steph Curry. It's easy to coach Kevin Durant. It's easy to coach Giannis. It's easy to coach some of these great players. It's easy to coach Aaron Rodgers because it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you might have to deal with, you know, some subliminals or whatever, but you still have Aaron Rodgers. I'm almost sure it's uh, it's a lot easier coaching. Let me see. It's a lot easier coaching what? Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes than it is coaching Carson Wentz and Davis Mills. All I'm saying is we keep talking about his record, Matt LaFleur's record and his success, but what is he doing when you need him? 
When you have a young team, when things are not working, when you have your quarterback mouthing, what the F are we doing? What what are you drawing up? And it seems like you're not drawing up much. I know it seems like I'm harsh on Matt LaFleur, but, bruh, what have we seen outside of – what have we seen from Matt LaFleur that makes it seem like he's a good coach? Because the thing that I think that, that you can really determine a good coach is two areas. What your team looks like after halftime and what your team looks like in the playoffs when your big guns aren't aren't shooting. How what are you able to draw? What do you like? There's no question that that Andy Reid is a good coach because Andy Reid was able to do it with Patrick McTombs. He's able to do it with Alex Smith. He's able to do it. He's cemented. There is no question that Bill Belichick is a good coach. Yeah, they might be struggling now, but there's no question that Bill Belichick, he did it with, you know, he's done it for as long. I do think that it was, you know, Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady and Tom Brady needed Bill Belichick, but he's a good coach. There's no question that Sean McVay, that Kyle Shanahan, these are good coaches. You can see the schemes. You can see the play calls. You can see the play designs. What has Matt LaFleur done to show us that he's a good coach? Because let's look at this Green Bay Packers team. They underachieve when they're in the playoffs. Boom. They they absolutely do not make a halftime adjustments or whatever halftime adjustments they do make. It gets sn- snuffed out that quickly. Like what what has Matt LaFleur showed us? I don't know, man. Might be a little too harsh. I don't know, but I just don't think it's hard. I'm not wishing upon anyone's job or anything, but I haven't seen anything to make me think, yeah, Matt LaFleur is a good coach outside of, yeah, you're coaching Aaron Rodgers. You know? So, move forward. Uh, the the Bengals destroyed the Falcons. This, this I don't, I'm not 100% sure if the Bengals are back yet, but Sunday looked like the vintage Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow throwing it deep and getting getting uh, Jamar Chase open a lot. And, you know, Tyler Boyd looked good. This is what happens when you have your complimentary complement of of wide receivers. Uh, Again, I'm not 100 percent sure if they're back yet because it is the Falcons. And even though the Falcons are three and four now, they still struggle defensively and. but but I'm not going to take away from the win. Joe Burrow looked good. Jamar Chase looked good. The, the Bengals looked good. So, shouts out to the Bengals. The Cowboys beat the Lions 24-6. to <sighs> These last two weeks of the Lions have been not so good. Even though the Lions are still, surprisingly, after these last two weeks, still one of the... the, the Top, one of the highest scoring teams in the league, even though I think last week they got shut out maybe and they only scored six points and they're one in five. But Dak Prescott is back. I don't, again, the Cowboys didn't look look much different with Dak Prescott than they did with Cooper Rush. I'm also not saying that the, the Dak Prescott is definitely better than Cooper Rush. I'm not. That's not a debate, but not that much better. One thing that I did see from the Cowboys that I did like is they even with Dak coming back, they didn't press. They didn't. They leaned on the run game. Zeke looked good. Tony Pollard looked good, and they leaned on their defense. This I think they had seven or no five five take five sacks and five turnovers or something like that. Like. <laughs> This this Cowboys defense is is ten times better than I thought it would be. Even you know losing Randy Gregory, but you know Mink is still there. Lawrence is still it. This team this this defense is tough. And uh, Trayvon Diggs had an interception. This is a defense, bro. If this, I'll say, I'll say, it, even though it's, it's, it pains me to say, but I'll say it. If the Cowboys can continue to lean on their defense and lean on their run game, and Dak has doesn't have to do that much, this Cowboys team can not only make it to the NFC Championship, they can make it to the Super Bowl. And as shocking for me to say in my lifetime with the Cowboys that I've seen, but I think they could do it. Now, yeah, we know about the whole accident waiting to happen thing, but. This Cowboys team is good. I'll say that. So, 
Shouts out to the Cowboys. Moving forward, the Giants did it again. The Giants beat the Jaguars uh, 23-17. to This was not a, a beautiful – this wasn't a a pretty game. But the, the Giants did exactly what they needed to do. Saquon Barkley had a couple big runs, and, and Daniel Jones didn't really put him in harm's way. It's just the Jaguars couldn't finish at the end. But, you know. Shouts out to the Giants for beating the Jaguars. The the Titans uh, beat the Colts 19-10. to The story isn't really what happened Sunday uh, in the game. The story was happened after the game in that, or I think Monday, when the, the Colts announced that they're benching Matt Ryan for the rest of the season and starting Sam Ellinger. Now, there's a couple, there's a couple, immediate reactions you know you, you hear it's a shoulder injury but they're not benching him because of the shoulder injury they're benching him because he hasn't been good here's the thing i can't believe i'm gonna do this but i i have to cape for matt ryan just a little bit matt ryan has been one of the most sacked quarterbacks this year now some of that is of course he holds the ball too long but some of that is this offensive line has not been good and on top of that, you were without, you know, your running backs, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he hasn't been playing. Now, I will say that they are one of the, I think they are the slowest pace team. And Matt Ryan has not been good. That's that's where the cave stops. Matt Ryan has not been good in, in the slightest. This team has not been good. And I, if Sam Ellinger can, can bring a spark, Hey, go right ahead. But I don't which is which is crazy, man. Cause going into this year, I thought the Colts had a good I thought the Colts were gonna win the division. And boy was I wrong. Boy boy was I wrong. Now, you know what I said? They could. Sam Ellington could be a lot better than I thought, but or than I think, but it hasn't looked good, man. And now Matt Ryan is is out for the or they're benching him for the season. I'd, I th- it's kind of hard for me to look at how Matt Ryan has played, and not think that this is the end for Matt Ryan. Uh, he just been he's been taking a lot of blows, bro, and he he hasn't been good. He has not been good. Now, I do think that there is a. Uh, and I, I, I think I fall in this category as well. There is a, a false sense of of ability when we talk about the Colts. I, you know, the Colts have always been in those. We're just a quarterback away. And I think that might not be the case. <laughs> I, and I and again, I was one of the people that always said that, too. Like, yeah, the Colts had a quarterback and then, and then they got. But it's not just that, man. Frank Wright, bro, you're this is the third quarterback in two in three years it's and it's not it 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 doesn't look any better and again man i the offensive line is not that good even though you have quentin nelson jonathan taylor i i don't i don't know bro i don't know the colts are a mess the colts are a mess and it has big names deforest buckner shackle Shaq Leonard. Mm, mm, mm. So now, I, yeah, it's it's hard for me to to not look at what we saw from Matt Ryan and think, yeah, this is over with, bro. It, it might be over with for you, man. Not the way I'm sure you wanted to go out, but that could definitely be wrong. But it just it doesn't seem from what we've seen from Matt Ryan, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's yeah. Um, the Jets beat the Broncos sixteen to nine. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't play due to, I think, a hamstring injury. Apparently, he wanted to play and pushed to play, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett held him out. The Jets are are the Jets. Now, they did lose uh, Brees Hall for the season. He did tear his ACL. They also lo- lost their offensive lineman. I think, uh, oh, damn, I'm going to look his name up. But they lost their offensive lineman, unfortunately. Uh, to the season as well and it's that's that's a huge blow man that so everyone's you know a lot of times they say that uh 
Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. I apologize. I knew your name. I just, I just, I, Elijah Vera Tucker and Bright, uh, Brees Hall are both out for the season. Um, a lot of times people say, and this has been traditional. Traditionally, it's been, you know, you're only as good as, as your quarterback. Like if, if the Kansas City Chiefs lost Patrick Mahomes, is over with. If, if, if the Ravens lost Lamar Jackson, is over with. If, the, the Bills lost Josh Allen is over with, even how good that team is. That's how important those people are. But there are some 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 teams that if you lose another player, if you lose a wide receiver, i.e. when uh, DeAndre Hopkins went out against or, or, or went out for Arizona, it was over with. Jonathan Taylor, the Colts ain't been the same. If if Derrick Henry was lost for the, the Titans, it's over with. Brees Hall had that same impact for the Jets. Now, I'm not going to say it's over with, but it is a massive blow. I will say this. I will not be surprised if they start losing a lot more games because, hell, Brees Hall was my offensive rookie of the year. He was the driving force for this Jets team offensively. Now, yes, you have some really young pieces on the, you know, in the wide receiver court. You have Zach Wilson, but... This team, especially offensively, was driven by Brees Hall. Even though he is a rookie, that this is a huge blow, and this is this is a a blow that's is is in my opinion detriment. Like this is going to change the complexion of this team. I don't think they're going to just start losing all of a sudden, but this is going to be huge. And yes, I know you have Sauce Gardner and, and Quentin Nelson and everything, but or or Quentin Williams. I'm sorry, <clears throat> but this jet. Hell, again, Brees Hall was my offensive rookie year. That's how important he is to this team. And losing him for the season and losing Vera Tucker, who is a really good offensive lineman, one of their best offensive linemen, if not their best offensive lineman, it's going to be huge, man. It's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, but I pray for a speedy recovery for Vera Tucker and for Brees Hall. And I, I'm interested to see how this – I know that the, the Jets did trade for James Robinson from the Jaguars, so that's going to be pretty big. Uh, but, again, and, and and James Robinson is a good player. I do want to see what happens with this offensive line with Vera Tucker out being out. But James Robinson is a good player. He may not have been – I don't know if it was because of Travis Etienne, but this year he hasn't had the same production as the last few – or, you know, last year. And I want to see what he looks like with his Jets offense because I do think that Brees Hall was kind of more of a, a, a burly running back. And while James Robinson is kind of that, he's more speedster. Uh, but, again, we have to see moving forward. I just think that losing someone as impactful as Brees Hall is huge. So, But it was also huge getting James Robinson. Let me not, let me not uh, just walk past that. So, uh, The Raiders beat the te- Texans 38-20. to The Texans are a bad team. Uh, the Raiders aren't that good either. We'll talk about them a little later. But the Ra- the Texans are a bad team. The Texans are not good. They they don't. They're a bad team. You know, it's it's a lot more than just how we. You know, how it's it, it's a, it's a bad team. And the Raiders they got a much need to win. They're two and four now. But you know, you need. I wasn't impressed by either one of the I mean I wasn't really impressed by the Raiders even though they did win by 18 it it looked a lot harder than it was supposed to be in my opinion so uh the Seahawks beat the Chargers 37 to 23 this is why there's this is why it's hard in my opinion to put um Justin Herbert up there with the top five quarterbacks because of games like this. Yes, you did lose J.C. Jackson for the season. With uh, I hope that he, of course, has a speedy recovery as well. But, yo, and I understand that this this team is riddled with injuries. It it is riddled from the defensive side of the ball even to the offense. Mike Mike Williams, uh, I think he has a high ankle sprain now. 
But these are the games when you're supposed to win. Again, the Seahawks have been a lot better than I thought this year. Like, we'll talk about them a little later as well. But the Seahawks still have a bottom five defense in the league. And you, they, it wasn't even close. They're all, their defensive line just, just sat on, on or, or just completely overwhelmed the Chargers offensive line. And you're also seeing how important Rashawn Slater, who is out for the season, how important he is because the the Chargers offensive line looks terrible. But this is why it's hard for me to put them, put him in the top five because he has games where he looks like one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league. Then he has games that you that you look on Sunday and he looked god awful. The team looked bad, but Justin Herbert looked god awful. He looked he he looked like he was seeing go- it just. It looked bad. It looked bad, man. It's just the consistency needs to be there. If the consistency is there, those are one of those games where you have to elevate, like, like last year. Last year, when when Aaron Rodgers didn't have uh, a lot of his play, like a lot of his, I think a lot of his team was injured, and they had to go up against the Cardinals, and they won. Like this, that's one of those games that you have to win. That man. But you didn't. So, uh, shouts out to the Seahawks again. The Seahawks have been a lot better this year than I expected them to be. Honestly, it's it's crazy. Um, moving forward, the the Kansas City Chiefs beat the 49ers 44 to 23. I don't think I think the Kansas City Chiefs is a better team. I will I will pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what seven times out of ten. But I do understand that a lot of the 49ers were out defensively. They were out offensively. They were out. Um, and I I do think, again, perfectly healthy. I'm still picking the Chiefs because I, I, I trust Aaron. I mean, I trust Patrick Mahomes over jo, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But this is also the first game that we saw Christian McCaffrey. He didn't look half bad. It just, I, again, I understand completely that the 49ers were not completely healthy. Uh, so I do think that these teams are closer than a 21 point point swing, but Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs, man. It's, they have they have been they. McCole Harmon, I left him on my bench in fantasy. And he went crazy. Juju Smith Schuster went. Cra- it, this is the, this Chiefs is different, man. They're different. So, Scooby. Excuse me. Um, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for beating the 49ers. You also did see in that game that, you know, same old Jimmy G. He'll give you a few. He'll he he those are one of those games where it was bad, Jimmy G. And and you know, it, you cannot have those games against the 14 or against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just can't do it. I know you're at home, but you can't do it. The Steelers, no, the Dolphins beat the Steelers 16 to 10. This is one of those games where you understand why people, first of all, the Steelers dropped four interceptions. Four interception where like it hit their hand or it went through their hand four times. And they only lost by ten, six points. These are one of those games where you understand why people still have reservations for Tua because... He didn't look good. Now, he did come back. First game back ever since the two concussions he had in in four days. But the Dolphins didn't look good. They did not look good. Uh, Now, again, I I don't know if it was just to his rustiness, but they the 40 the Steelers dropped four interceptions. So, and the Steelers, it's, it's going to be a long year, man. It's going to be a long year, bro. Kenny Pickett, he has flashes and he has moments where he looks great. He has a bit, a great catch to uh, Pickens, um, but then he throws a terrible interception to end the game, like terrible interception. Uh, like I don't know why there was two people on the person he was trying to throw to when he could have just ran for the first down. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. And the Bears, in Monday Night Football, the Bears uh, beat the Patriots 33-14. to Now, you, we, <laughs> we saw a quarterback controversy 
for about 20 minutes. You know, Mac Jones came in, didn't look the best, and people were clamoring and trying to get uh, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi came in, and, and he looked electric for about 20 minutes. They are just like, yeah, Mac, Mac Jones is never, never, never going to be the quarterback. And then we realized, oh, shit, <laughs> Bailey Zappi's not that good. Don't don't get it twisted. These this Bears team is not that good. This Bears team is not damn near twenty one points better than the Patriots. It's just the quarterback play was bad from Mac Jones and from Bailey Zappi and and Justin Fields just did enough. And the defense was big too. The defense uh, for the Bears was big, and I, that's why I said for twenty minutes because for twenty minutes we're like, yo, can, is Bailey Zappi gonna be the gonna be the um, <laughs> gonna be the quarterback of the future uh no <laughs> no he is not they are not good in the slightest so um yeah man the page man it's it's a, it's a, you're only as good as your quarterback for something for most teams for most teams and when you have all these quarterback problems it's gonna it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost you and the bears they just had one of them nights, man. They they did what they were supposed to do. So shouts out to the Bears. Uh and and that has been my week seven breakdown. So let me know what you what you saw and and, and we'll talk about it. So like I said, there have been a lot of surprises and a lot of disappointments in this season. And or with pretty much a little a little under halfway through the season. And there have been, again, some major surprises and some major disappointments so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give my five surprises and my five disappointments let's start with my surprises number four i have the lions i mean number five i have the lions now calm down i know the lions are one in five but the lions are are, are one in five because they can't close out games their offense has been now these last two weeks is, is pretty bad but these off this offense is one of the top scoring offenses surprisingly again they just they're they just can't finish games. And it's surprising because I just didn't think that they would be this good offensively. Now, again, I know it's hard to say that with what we saw these last two weeks. But this Lions offense has been good. Very good. Uh, and and that has been shocking to me because, again, Swift has been in out the lineup. You still have Jared Goff, and we don't know what he's going to – or we don't – I don't know. It's just been it's been different. It's it's been it's been good. Minus the last two weeks. <laughs> so I have the Lions number five. Number four I have the Chiefs. Now I, I know they were gonna be good. I knew they were gonna be good. I just didn't think they would losing a number one hell. We see what's going on with um the Green Bay Packers when they lost their number one receiver. Losing their number one losing your number one receiver usually is a regression in the offense not saying that it's just going to be completely terrible but usually it's it's regress players are going to have to step up and and be what they're not used to being which is number one which now you're going to see double coverages and stuff like that the Chiefs offense looks better than it did with Tyreek Hill now that's no disrespect to Tyreek Hill we know how good Tyreek Hill is still one of the best wide receivers in the league but McCole Harmon looks good. Juju Smith-Schuster looks good. You still have Travis Kelsey. Uh, th- this team is so good. You're forgetting that Sky Moore hasn't really looked that good at all. It's uh, McKinnon has looked good. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This Chiefs team looks like looks especially offensive looks a lot better than they did even with Tyreek Hill maybe that's because you have to swing the ball around but again it this this the Chiefs look drastically different without lose after losing their number one receiver than the Packers did and they look almost better than they did actually statistically I think they are better uh now than they were with Tyreek Hill last year so that's why they're number four Number three, I have the NFC East outside of Washington. Yo, the NFC East, bro. You have uh, the Green. You have the Philadelphia Eagles that are undefeated. You have the Giants that are one or oh no five and one, five and six and one, six and one, and you have the Green Bay. I mean the the Cowboys that are five and two. 
Now, you also have the commanders that are like two and something or three and three and four. But the NFC East, you know, it's the moniker of the NFC least. Is, they have not been good for the past few years. Um, but they are they are arguably actually it's not arguably they are. This is the best division in football right now. If you just look at record, this is the best division in football. The, the, the Eagles look like the best team in football on any given night. The, the the Cowboys look like they may have the best unit in their defensive unit. And the Giants are six and one. Like there's nothing ain't nothing you could talk about. Like this the NFC East now, yes, we still have the commanders. But the NFC East has been shocking to me, especially when going into the season, there was huge question marks with this Cowboys team and and what would they look like after losing, you know, a lot of their offensive line after losing, you know, Amari Cooper. What would this Eagles team look like? Can Jalen Hurts carry this team? Can Jalen Hurts lead with passing? How would the Giants look? I I gave the Giants absolutely no faith when you have you know Daniel Jones you have a new you had a new coach in Brian Dayball who at this moment in my opinion is the coach of the year what was Saquon Barkley the, the NFC East had so many question marks and and outside of one team they are they this is the best division of football so the NFC East is definitely number three for me when we talk about surprises Number two, I have the Jets. Now, yes, I, I understand that losing Brees Hall is huge. Losing Vera Tucker's huge. But nobody thought that this team was going to be 5-2. and two. You know what it is? This is what happens when young players hit. We always say, oh, it's a young team. It's a young team. It's a young team. The Jets are a very young team. Very young team. But they're hitting. The J- and this is even with Elijah Moore pretty much off the team because he wants to, uh, he wants to trade. I mean, Zach Wilson, uh, Michael Carter, Zach, uh, Ty Johnson, the- <laughs> De- uh, De- Denzel Mims, Corey Davis. Like, this is a very young team. LaMarcus Jordan. Well, LaMarcus Jordan is not young, but Jordan Whitehead, like... <laughs> This is a young team. Quentin Williams, DJ Reed, CJ Mosley, Quan Alexander. Bro, like this, well, Quan Alexander is not that young, but these are young players hitting. Sauce Gardner. These are young players hitting. And this, this, I am shocked, bro. I thought that, especially. Now, I didn't think they were going to be this good, even if he never got hurt. But especially with um, Zach Wilson getting hurt with the whole ACL thing in the beginning of the season, I did not think – I thought it was over for this team. And it's not, man. The the Jets are really good. And number one, I have the Seahawks. I came in here and destroyed the Seahawks. Like, I bashed them to kingdom come. I (laughs) – Mm. I had no faith in the Seahawks. I said that this was going to be one of, if not the worst team. I said that losing Russell or giving up, trading Russell Wilson was one of the dumbest decisions they could have made. I said, uh, you're going to see just how bad this team is without Russell Wilson. I said everything under the blue hill. And at this very moment, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are four and three. And the, the Broncos, are sitting at a whopping two and five. The Seahawks, if it wasn't for Brian Dayball, I would have Pete Carroll as coach of the year. Geno Smith has played 10 times better than Russell Wilson has this year. Even though the defense is still not good, this the Seahawks team is this team is is drastically exceeding expectations, man. I had absolutely no faith in this team. And I thought this team was going to be the worst, arguably the worst team. And and the Seahawks are really good. So those have been my biggest surprises, man. Uh, Again, the the Lions until the last two weeks. (laughs) The Chiefs, the NFC East outside outside of Washington. The Jets and the Seahawks. And with surprises, you have disappointments. And I'll give my top five disappointments. Uh, number five, you have the Rams. Now I understand the whole uh, the whole Super Bowl hangover thing. I get that, 
But this team looks terrible. Even though they are three and three, they had a bye week this week. But this team looks terrible. Uh, the offensive line can't protect Matthew Stafford. They it really feels like the only wide receiver they have, even after trading and and giving Allen Robinson a contract. The only wide receiver they have, a reliable wide receiver, is Cooper Cup. Cam Akers is is non-existent. In fact, they're trying to trade because. The defense hasn't been good. Jalen Jalen Ramsey and and Aaron Donald, who are the arguably the best, well, Aaron Donald, who's arguably the best defensive player, like they, this team has been terrible, terrible. Now they say Super Bowl hangover, but boy, this team sucks. A lot of people, including myself, it was hard for me to not see them in the NFC Championship, and I don't even think. They they they're good enough to make it out the first round. Let alone it. Oh boy, the Rams have been terrible. Matthew Stafford, all of a sudden, he just starts. Well, he he led the league or one of the league leaders in in interceptions last year. He's off to a roaring start this year, so it's been terrible. Uh, number four of the Raiders. The Raiders, even though the Raiders did win, the Raiders one of the biggest splashes of all season getting. Devontae Adams, pairing him with Derek Carr. You still have Darren Waller. You have Hunter Renfro. You have Josh Jeffers or Josh Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs in his last few weeks have been good, but outside of that, they're two and four. Now they're probably the best two and four team we've seen, but they're two and four. Their defense is still horrendous. Their offensive line is still horrendous. Even though Josh Jacobs has been running up and down the field. Derek Carr hasn't really been good like that. He's been staring down receivers. And they surprisingly, they haven't really been able to get Devontae Adams, like, good looks. It's, it's been bad, man. And a lot of it's, – it's been bad. It's been bad. You know, honestly, outside of the uh, – outside of the Chiefs, I could have put the NF, uh, AFC East, East, South, West. I could have put the AFC West here. Uh, but in fact, I'm going to pull an audible. Number four is the AFC West, bro. The Chargers, bro. The Chargers is dealing with injury, and we, we what do we say? If healthy on paper, the Chargers are one of the best team. Well, that if healthy is important, and they have not shown that they've been able. Whether it's Nick Bosa, whether it it, it just hasn't been good. It has not been good in the slightest. Um, the the Raiders. The Raiders, we just talked about the Raiders. They ain't been good neither, man. Uh, it's And I had the Broncos at number one, but I'm going to put them in this category. The Broncos have been horrible. It's been so bad that they're already trying to give up Jared Judy. That's how bad it's been. They, they Boy, it's been the, the, the whole Let's Ride campaign has, has come to a, a, a tremendous halt. It's just, it's just bad. The the defense the defense is the only good part about the Broncos. The, everything on the offense from the running game, losing Javante Williams to the season, Melvin Gordon benching him, picking up Latavia. It's man, Russell Wilson has been terrible. The wide receivers haven't really been able to get separation, and when they do get separation, homie just homie just Russell Wilson just. Uh, Russell Wilson just misses them. It's it's been bad. Nathaniel Hackett is not a good coach, in my opinion. The whole AFC AFC West is uh the whole AFC West, bro, is on this is is number four. Number three, I have the NFC South. Let me boy, let me tell you something. The NFC South. Let me just rattle off some of these teams. Um, the NFC South. You have the Saints that are two and five. You have the Bronc, uh, the Buccaneers that are three and four. You have the Panthers that is two and five, and you have the Falcons that are three and four. That means the entire NFC West, the entire NFC West, is below five hundred. Mind you, the NFC West can have made some of the biggest noise you know they got baker mayfield they got 
Tom Brady out of retirement. Um, you still, you know, Michael Thomas was coming back. You have Alvin Kamara. You you have um, Jameis Winston, and of course the Falcons. They got Marcus Mariota. You still have Kyle Pitts, and this the entire division is under five hundred. They has been terrible. We just, we already talked about how bad the Buccaneers have looked. The Panthers. The Panthers look so bad. They're already planning for their future. They gave up Christian McCaffrey. They gave up uh they traded Christian McCaffrey and they traded Robbie Anderson. And they were they were hop skip jump trading uh DJ Moore, but they were just like, ah, oh, we gotta he gotta throw the ball to somebody. They're starting PJ Washington. And shouts out to PJ Washington, you know, coming up from where he came up from, but he was in the X XFL. The XFL. Not even the Canadian League, the XFL. <sighs> Marcus Mariota, I don't know what the hell's going on, but they cannot get the ball to Kyle Pitts. It just and Kyle, it ain't like Kyle Pitts is is getting double teamed. No, they're just not throwing him the ball. It's been it's been bad. It's been pretty bad. That's why I have them at number f- number three, number three, number two. I have Green Bay. Now I it's not all right. So I knew coming in that it was going to be a struggle in the beginning, especially with Aaron Rodgers getting their wide receiver core together. But I didn't anticipate their run game not be good or their defense. Their defense, who I came in here and said that their defense is arguably one of, if not the best defense in the league. This was before the season. And now if you look today, their defense is horrible. Even with Zaire Alexander, even with the players that they have, this defense sucks. Demario Davis caught a pick. This defense is terrible, bro. Oh, they've been terrible. It, it's there's not a the only glimmer of hope that this Green Bay Packers has team has right now is they still have Aaron Rodgers and they still have Aaron Jones. The off the the wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers done with them. It's it's crazy, bro. Yo, his number one receiver right now, outside of Randall Cobb, who's out. Is Sammy Watkins. There's a lot of promise in Romeo Dobbs, but right now he keeps dropping the ball. Same with Alan Lazard. His number his most trusted target right now is Robert Tanyan, who is a tight end. And it's not like a Travis Kelsey uh George Kittle tight end. He's just a regular tight end. No offense to Robert Tanyan. This team's not good. Not good in this. And even coaching, bro, they have they make apps. They continue to make no adjustments at halftime, and they that's why they're one of the worst second half scoring teams in the league. With Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, and people can say, you know, Aaron Rodgers washed the same man that won the MVP last year for the con- second consecutive time. Yeah, and number one since. Uh, I I pull I put the um I put the Broncos in the category with the AFC West. Number one, I have the officiating. Uh, not just the officiating slash concussion protocol. Here's the thing: the officials have missed some blatant calls in multiple games, and it's been it's been widely criticized and you knew that after what we saw from Tua that the concussion protocol was going to change or or they were going to be extra cautious but they're they at this point it seems like they are overdoing it if you even accidentally like if you get up and you accidentally trip yeah you out for the game i.e Teddy Bridgewater Boy, it man, I don't know. That that's that's been my disappointments. Number one, the concussion protocol slash refs. Number two, Green Bay. Number three, the NFC South. Number four, the AFC West, and number five, uh, the Rams. So that's that. Let's move forward. <clears throat> So we're 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 still early into this NBA season and there's a lot of things that I'm seeing. And and you know, there's there's 
there's five teams that I want to. They're 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 a lot better than I than I, I may have anticipated. And I want to. I'm gonna break down if it's a trend, meaning is it is it just here today, gone tomorrow? They're just gonna revert back to what they're what they're used to, or is it a here to stay? I'm gonna first talk about Portland. Currently, Portland is number one in the West. They are six and zero or four and zero. I'm sorry, and they have. Damian Lillard looks like he ain't missed no type of time. Anthony Simon has looked good. Jeremy Grant has been in a, a welcome addition to the the uh, Pacers. I mean the Portland team. So the question is, are they here to stay or is it a trend? I'm gonna say they're here to stay, but I don't think that they are one of the top six teams in the or yeah top. Let me say this. I do think they're probably one of the top six teams. I don't think they're they're good enough to be the number one team in the West. Uh, Port, you know, Damian Lillard is still Damian Lillard. He is he's he's fighting for that MVP at this point. Anthony Simon he scored twenty two in in like third quarter the other night. He, this team looks good, but the things that I question about Portland are still questions. I.e., their defense. I mean, you saw the Lakers game. The Lakers lost that game more than Portland won. Um, their defense still isn't that good, but Dame is is is, is Dame's on another level. And it always was: is there another person, or can the entire team help? You know, it was always Dame and CJ, and then it was just a, a, a very, very steep fall. Now you have Nurk, uh, Nurkic playing well, and Jeremy Grant's playing well. He hit the game winner against the uh, Lakers. Anthony Simon's playing well. Like Josh Hart is playing some important minutes. I think I think they're here to stay. I just don't think that they're like good enough to remain the number one seed in the West. But Portland is here to stay with how good they are. I just. Uh, They've been good. They've been good. So I think they're here to stay. Uh, Utah Jazz, they're definitely a trend. And it's not only (laughs) – right now they're 3-1 and and they're fourth in the West. Uh, Right now, not only do I know it's a trend, I'm sure it's a trend because the Utah Jazz do not want to be this good. Danny Ainge does not want to be this good. You don't trade your whole freaking team, uh, your best two players pretty much – they're, they're tanking for Victor. That's what they're doing. So they are not happy in the slightest that, or high management, higher-ups are not happy in the slightest that they're 3-1 and one right now. So, yeah, no, don't, don't. That, for sure, is a trend. Uh, that is, in I know for sure because they don't want to be that good. Another team is the Spurs. The Spurs, <laughs> the Spurs are currently um, third in the West. The Spurs, the Spurs, where this is the same team with their head coach, Greg Popovich, said, yo, don't run to Vegas and vote for us to win the championship. This team's not that good, honestly. Um, I'm shocked that they're three and one, but. Yeah, this I mean, Kelvin Johnson, Josh Richardson, George Dang, Joshua Primo's all right. Zach, mm. yeah, this is not a good team. This is not a good team in the slightest. I think they're going to – Romeo Langford's on this team. I did not realize that. Trey Jones. Yeah, no, this is not a, this is not a good team. Watch. They're not uh, – yo, this team is currently 10th in points per game with 17, 117, 19th in rebounds per game, 44. First in assists, 30 assists a game. You think that's going to last? In fact, let's go to Utah for a second. Utah is currently... Utah is currently fourth in points per game, seventh in rebounds, third in assist. You think it's going to last? Come on now. I'm curious just to see what Portland is in defense. Ninth in, in, in opponents' points per game. They're ninth in defense. Damn, they're they're twenty ninth in assists per game though. But you know that yeah no I just yeah. So I think that Portland is here to stay just because offensively they're okay they're good. 
uh, and, and players are stepping up. Utah and the Spurs for sure. Um, trends. Another team that that on this list is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the Charlotte Hornets are currently third in points per game, twelfth in rebounds, fifth in assists, and this is all. I think I don't think Lamelo Ball is like. I think he is probably playing. Um, but I don't. I don't think this is. I think this is more of a trend because we've seen this. We've seen them go on stretches, and while yeah, they can make it to the wild card. They can make it. They can make or the play in. They can make it to the playoffs probably, but I don't. I don't see it. This is a very young team as well. I mean, think about it. Let me just give you the ages of this team. 21, 22, 28, 24, 20, 24, 19, 24, 21, 27, 26, 32. Who is there? Gordon Hayward is 32. 20, uh, 21, 32. Mason Plumlee's on this team? Uh, 24, like years of experience. Two years, one year, seven years, two years, a rookie. Three years, a rookie. Five years, two years, three years, seven years, 12 years. I mean, Gordon Hayward is 12 years. One year, one year, nine years. And, damn, Mason Plum's been for nine years? And three. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I think it's a trend. I think it's a trend. Um, I just. I, those are one of those teams where they're young. I just I just don't know if it's going to last. Um, and lastly, my beloved Washington Wizards uh, are sitting two and one. The Washington Wizards are currently Damn, 23rd in points per game, 24th in rebounds per game, 17th and 8th in opponents. They're, they're all right defensively. Um, I think it's a I think it's a trend, man. I've seen this too many times, man. Hell, remember what this was it last year, two years ago, they start off like eight and one or something, and then just fell off the map. I I, I hope it's different. I will say that they look more, they're more enjoyable to watch. Uh, with you know, Will Barton looks good. Christoph Porzingis looks good. Monte Morris looks good. Kuzma looks like Kuzma. Delon Wright looks good. You know, of course, Bradley Bill's doing Bradley Bill things. Bradley Bill and Will Barton were drafted in the same draft, hmm. but uh, Johnny Davis does not look good. It, it's I just think it's a trend, man. I, I think I think it's a trend. I don't think that they're this good, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I think all of them, I think Portland is here to stay, and Utah, Spurs, Charlotte, and Washington are trends. So that's, that's my assumption. Uh, let's move forward. And lastly, before we go, we are in the World Series, the Astros and the Phillies. The Phillies did beat the Padres and the Astros just completely or swept the Yankees. Um this is this is the battle of the the juggernaut compared to the team that nobody expected to be here. Nobody expected the Phillies to be here. Uh and the Phillies have been led by incredible pitching and Bryce Bryce Harper's bat woke up. And the Astros are world beaters. I don't think they've lost yet in in these playoffs. Um I'm just it's it's hard for me to pick the Phillies because of what I've seen from the Astros. The Astros have been again, the Astros have been in I don't think they've lost a game in this playoffs. Like they've been and and a two Altuve has not been that good, but he woke up in the or he started to wake up in the in the Yankee series. I have the Astros winning this, and that's shouts out to Phillies for making it. If the, I could, I could be drastically wrong. I don't know, but it just I have not. I've, this Astros team looks like the best team by a long shot in these playoffs, and they they look like the most complete team. Yeah, maybe the Phillies have a you know their pitching is really good, and and of course you have Bryce Harper. They may have the best player in Bryce Harper, but the Astros have been the best team in this playoffs. Um, so I, th I have the Astros win the world series and that's, that's what I have for there. 
Uh, and there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast, hurt, hurt, what the world? <laughs> Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers. The link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. I'm trying to get the algorithms going. I'm trying to get more subscribers. I'm trying to get more listeners. And I can't do it without you guys. So any help counts. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, much love. Question me, you know what it is Ain't think of me, I did it all for you You see the scars, I had to pay my dues I gave my heart and you so switched on me Step me in my back and then you watch me bleed Switched on me, switched on me oh, oh, oh. I know I'm God sent Hoping I could bring my brothers all up to heaven I know it's no weapon Fall against me, shall not prosper. Yeah. I'm God said, I'm God said, yeah. I sacrificed it all for you. I know I'm God said. You tell me you love me, did you mean it? Or did you only say cause it's convenient for you? You don't gotta question it, I'm all in. Good or the bad, just know I'm all in for you. I don't ask about your niggas in the past, cause they all in the past. Can believe them what they are. I wanna do you think about how I feel. I got feelings for you, I cannot deny. Scared to love, cause I've been heartbroken too many times. I've been let down by the ones who said they love me plenty times. Oh baby, I was hoping you could save me. But you lay me down here lately. I took oh. the pain so we could all live. Ain't gotta question me, you know what it is. Ain't think of me, I did it all for you. You see the scars, I had to pay my dues. Gave my heart and you so switched on me Step me in my back and then you watch me bleed Switched on me, switched on me oh, oh, oh. I know I'm God sent Hoping I could bring my brothers all up to heaven I know it's no weapon Fall against me shall not prosper yeah. I'm God sent, oh, oh. I'm God sent, yeah. I sacrifice it all for you, I know that's it. Ain't think of me, I did it all for you. You see the scars, I had to pay my dues. Oh, I'm God's sin, I sacrifice it all for you, I know I'm God's sin.